Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Hello, Earth Angels, and welcome back. I'm so excited to have another guest. I've talked to some amazing people for the last couple of weeks, and I am just completely filled up. So I'm so excited. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone why you decided to start a nonprofit. Hello, my name is Danielle Shingetti. I am the president and founder of Consulting Color. It is our nonprofit organization that I started with my two siblings. Um, We have created a program that allows for mentorship, business incubation, and business accelerator programs for specifically women of color to help grow their businesses and thrive. Um, We're 100% free, no charges whatsoever. Um, We've been in business since February of 2022, so we are still fresh, but we are very, very Um, inept at what we do, and we are trying to grow the women agenda, especially women of color. That is awesome. And how long have you had you been thinking about starting a nonprofit before you really took those first steps? For a while, for a while now, my mother and father, um, who recently passed away um, this past 2021, um, were entrepreneurs themselves. My mother owns a very successful chain of daycare centers, and my father was a financial advisor. So entrepreneurship is basically in my blood, in our blood. We've basically been doing this our entire lives. I want to say 14 years in the service delivery industry, Um, myself, um, my sister as well. Um, my younger brother, who's in this organization with us, he is in the security sector. So we have a lot of experience under our belts, um, given that great worth ethic from our parents uh, passed down through generations as well. Okay, awesome. And what does it look like for a client or someone who, you know, is in need of your services and wants some help and mentorship in the entrepreneurial space? Uh, what we do is we will provide a framework for you. So we start you off with the basic foundation building blocks of any business, which is the people, the process, and the technology. And we develop a continuous improvement plan for you to sustain all of those. So we get you basically into a good state where you guys are ready to move on to your next stage of whether it be getting funding, growing your business, gathering partners. We help you establish that foundational knowledge that runs any, any business. Awesome. Is that like a, in a form of like a one-on-one coaching? Um, yes. So we have three different programs. So our mentorship program, it's 24-7. If you have any, any issues that you arise in your business and you just want to talk to somebody about it, we offer that. We have an incubator program, which is for startup companies or ones that have been in business for a few years. One to five is what we try to range for. Um, and getting you guys, again, that foundational knowledge to start your businesses. And then we have our accelerator program, which is for businesses that have been in business for a little bit longer, maybe five to 10 years, who maybe you're on the older end of the spectrum where you need technology involvement to to upgrade your services, to be more competitive with um, your your younger counterparts. So we definitely have different stages of programs that we offer to our our women uh, business entrepreneurs. That is awesome. And so this is designed specifically for women. 
Four women, no dudes allowed, unfortunately. And are there any other qualifications other than that? <laughs> um, as of right now, we are just asking that you either have a GED or high school diploma, just making sure that you are um, very serious about taking this forward. You don't have to be a college graduate, but you need to have that drive because we're here for you, but we're not going to do things for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally understand. And so what type of challenges, if any, have you had so far in getting started with the nonprofit? Um, grant building right now, um, since we are fresh, we're still trying to get all of our things together in a row so that we can gather that grant funding um, that we need to grow our business. Right now, it's, like I said, me my, and my two siblings, but we are looking to grow that as far as our mentorship program, just getting more mentors in different industries um, right now. We're limited on our direct knowledge, so we are looking to grow that. Um, but as far as challenges that we've occurred, as far as going through here um, with our business, it's really trying to get our message out there. Um, everyone nowadays has a website and, and um, different avenues to get business, but right, nonprofits are a little bit less on that on that side. So we're we're just trying to grow our our footprint, our social media, website, anything to get our name out there to help uh, women of color. And that's exactly where your focus should be right now. Is yeah. really getting your name out there and really almost building your resume as a nonprofit. I know that you guys recently did an event, which is a great way to get your name out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So yes, we recently had in a, a local event where we are just doing outreach to other um, women of color owned businesses um, out in the Woodbridge area. That's where we service right now. Woodbridge, Loudoun County, Prince William County, we're trying to stay local and also trying to branch out in the virtual world. But right now it's local to uh, that, that Prince William County area. Um, so if you're in the area, feel free to, to reach out to us. Awesome. That is great. That was one of the questions I was going to ask is do you do virtual? So that is something you may be yes. doing in the future for those who want to, um, who want to link up to join. Yes. So we have, you know, COVID has, has made everybody reevaluate their business model. So we definitely are right now, hundred percent remote, but we do have local, local abilities to come meet you in person. If that's something that you're interested in. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to kind of back up a little bit to that funding component that you talked about in grants. Mm -hmm. That is a perfectly normal stage for a new nonprofit that they're currently building their resume. So then they're trying to also build their name to start to go ahead and get their first grants. Typically, that first grant is almost the hardest one to get. And then yeah. after that, it's kind of like a snowball effect. So I always like to just put that in there because so many nonprofits and businesses have challenges with funding, but it's really all about kind of really getting your name out there so that people can know who you are and then being okay with applying for some of the smaller grants because the smaller grants are basically like, hey, we're going to give you this amount, see what you could do with it so that we can know your organization can be trusted with a higher amount. So being okay with getting those amounts and putting it back into the organization and really building that resume. So that's a no total normal space. Normally, first-time organizations or new organizations don't get their first grant um, until maybe the first six to 18 months as a okay. nonprofit. So just so you know, you're right on track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listening, who's having a challenge in that area is right on track. But the great thing about nonprofit is you can also have multiple streams of income. 
not only is it just a grant income, but you also have your products and services that you can offer at a sliding scale or something of that nature, businesses and businesses linking up together, partnerships like that, um, as well as just regular fundraisers and donations and things like that. So um, awesome. So let's <laughs> dig a little bit into the marketing side. I know that you specifically use a program that I always suggest to new nonprofits called 48 and 48. Tell us a little bit about your experience with 48 and 48. And I guess first I should introduce the program. The program is basically free, no cost website service to build out your website. Um, there are some, some processes and some questions you have to answer. And there's some things that you have to do on your end, but as far as cost effective, and if you're looking to save, it's a program that has no cost to nonprofit organizations. So tell us a little bit about your experience. So like Tracy was saying, they didn't never charged me for any of this. It's more that if you're going to put in the work, they will give you what you're expecting out of it. So uh, I will say that it was a lengthy process. There's different stages throughout it. That's probably to weed out the people that aren't serious. I have no problem with that. Um, it was building your message um, more and more as they asked you questions to, to basically make sure you understood what your 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 um, business model was, and are you portraying it correctly to your customers? So they asked a lot, a lot of questions to ask about like, what are you trying to do? What's your mission? What's your vision? You know, all the basics of a business. And then they helped you focus that scope even narrower to make sure you had your direct story that you were trying to give to your, your clients. So I really enjoyed the process. Everyone was very, very receptive and giving me um, every little technical or non-technical detail I needed because I ask a lot of questions. So I want to know every ins and outs. And then at the end, they give you total control of your application. You don't have to um, pay for an additional service. If you don't want to, you can manage it yourself or um, of what I've done, I've had um, them host it for me. So if I need micro changes um, to my website, they can do it for me, um, but they've given me total autonomy to do whatever I want. Um, with the site. Um, I definitely loved working with them. They made it very easy to understand how to transition. Like, so if you're not a technical person and building your domain name and doing different colors and pictures and how to stage everything, they walk you through. And I will say they held my hand. So that is awesome. I definitely loved it. <laughs> And some people are intimidated by the questions, but other people have said it's helped them to gain clarity as well. Yes. Because most of the time, if someone asks you a question about your nonprofit, whether that be for a grant, and that could be, it is somewhat of a grant because it's a um, it's a service that they're giving to you, an in-kind service, which is considered a grant as well. Um, and if someone is asking you a question, more than likely that question will come back up down the line anyway. That is one thing that I liked Um especially with this place is when they, with 48 and 48, they gave me the opportunity to use that information in other places. So you wouldn't have thought to ask yourself a question about um, who is your like 1% demographic. I'm trying to think of one of the questions mm -hmm. um, and like, what would be your direct message to them? I'm like, oh, that's a great opportunity to write something out because I'm going to need that later. So it definitely helped me put the building blocks together for my business, not not just building the website. Absolutely. And the clearer that you the clearer you are about the actual people that you serve, the more clear your message will be, the easier it is to attract funding because you actually apply for funding under 
the niche that you're actually going to be serving. So getting more and more clarity really helps with your nonprofit process anyway. Uh, How long did it take from beginning? Um, I will say um, it's basically scoped at your level of pace. So you can take a week to do it if you get all your questions answered and they have an event coming up because that was one of the precursors is like, even if you finished all your paperwork, um, they have different events throughout the year and they'll slide you into one of those slots um, in, in order to showcase your website more. So like, for instance, mine, we did ours under um, social justice event uh, for um, black owned businesses. They do a great job of actually trying to understand what your business is and putting it into a block where you're going to get the most benefit um, out of the people participating in it with you. Because it's not just you, you know, 48, 48, it's other 47 other nonprofit organizations doing the same thing you're doing. So they gave you an opportunity to even talk to those people if you wanted that opportunity to connect and um, and uh, experience other nonprofit organizations and what they do. But definitely liked working with them. That is awesome. Did you take them up on that? Were you able to connect with I them? did. I did. Um, I got to join a couple of sessions at the end. Um, I am a, a mother of a three-year-old, so, you know, slide that that in when I can. But I definitely got an opportunity to talk to the owner of 48 and 48 and um, some other organizations that were, were um, featured. Okay, awesome. And I'm glad you mentioned being a mother because majority of our nonprofits are getting started and they may be moms, they may also have a full-time job and you know, doing and may, may also have another business or a nonprofit or something like that. So many times we're so busy. Is there any tips you would give on that note on being a not just an entrepreneur and a nonprofit starter, but also ma- managing and balancing being a mom as well? Yes, I recommend scheduling. Um, If you can, set up a Google Calendar, set up a task list, try to not overburden yourself with so many things at once by putting it into a scoped task list of how you're going to do things. Um, Me personally, I set aside a full day for me to say, okay, Monday, I'm doing consulting color. This is how many tasks I can scope for today this is what I'm going to be able to accomplish. So I'm not overwhelming myself because if I try to do everything at once, nothing gets done. I will say that. That is it. Most of us freeze when you're trying to get done everything at once. You are absolutely correct. I love time blocking. And actually I block out everything. What I found out was (laughs) I used to like just put the important things on there, like or appointments and things like that. And I would realize that the things that I wanted to do for myself or my family time or a family event, like I had this evening. Actually, this is a great example. I didn't put it on my calendar because it was a family event. I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that, but didn't put it on the calendar. Mistakenly scheduled a, a, um, a call that I had to reschedule because it wasn't on the calendar. So uh, it's yep. so important to put anything that's important to you. Everything, even Everything. if it's like, Feed your daughter lunch. Take a break. Yes, take a break. You know, and for me, I'm a bit of a visual learner. So I love seeing it all on the calendar because I've gotten to the point where I can kind of view, start to view my calendar at the beginning of the week or even at the beginning of the day and say, okay, Tracy, you know, from this calendar, this is not you are this is not going to go well like it's overwhelming or something and I can then say okay let me move some things around because I can tell right now like 
you know, where, where am I going to eat at on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. When am I going to sleep? So, <laughs> yeah. So just that visual and li- I cannot, I cannot imagine not living off a calendar. I really can't. Like my I, I, favorite is Google. Oh. Google right now is how I live by. I've got a little OCD. So color coding's in there as well oh, for I me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the color coding. Same here. And it also makes sure that you show up for the things that you need to show up for. Because yes. it's so important as you're stepping into the, the shoes of an entrepreneur, because sometimes there are people that are switching from nine to five and used to people kind of coddling them a little bit and oh okay this is going on at this time or punching the clock so to speak and things you have to be here at this time you have to it's hard to transition that and show up for yourself and so you have the same energy and put it into your own the things you're trying to accomplish as well exactly exactly you gotta do that self-care so this is something I've been definitely wanting to do for a long time any other tips for moms um as far as uh, I've got, I don't got anything else right now, maybe down That's the line, but enough. scheduling has pretty much saved my life because I don't know how I would get anything done otherwise. <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And your time is the most valuable thing that you have. So yes. it really gives you an opportunity to set intention for your day as well. Yep. So, Even got a blocked out time from my daughter. So it's like, okay, between five and seven, I don't exist to anybody else, but this little one right here. Exactly. And then it gives you the opportunity when you know it's all organized, it gives you the opportunity to sink into that activity. Whatever that activity is like, you know what, this is what's on my calendar now. This is where I'm supposed to be. So I can be fully here and fully present because everything else I have that orchestrated. I'm going to be there when it's time for me to be present there. Yeah, it's definitely a lot less stressful if I know what's coming and I'm not sitting here trying to scramble and find, okay, well, I need to do this task, this task. No, I've got a set schedule, tells me I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish it by this. If I don't finish, oh, well, I'm going to move to the next thing. (laughs) Absolutely. And what I find for entrepreneurs, another huge thing is prioritizing and making sure they know their priorities. I love your motto and kind of your structure, which is, what is it? Technology. Uh, people process technology and continuous improvements. People process technology and continual improvements. I absolutely love that because it's like, these are the things, these are the most important things you need to focus on as a business. And sometimes as business and nonprofit, there are so many things, you know, and when you get that long list going and all of these things and all of these different categories and oh, what about this? I got to, how do I show up here? And you can't organize it in your mind. Yeah. Again, it causes kind of that frozen energy. Yeah, especially like it, it gives a little bit of brain chaos if you don't have like, okay, what am I, what is my role here? What are my processes associated with my role? And it helps with employee satisfaction. If I know what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not going to be so agitated when things don't go right. Like, okay, that's not in my scope. I'm not going to worry about that. Mm-hmm. This is my job. This is my swim lane. I'm going to be doing this. So it, it definitely helps give structure to any organization. Like this isn't, this isn't like specific to one industry. This is for anybody that has a business out there, your people process and technology and continuously improving upon those is how you get things done. Absolutely. And I'll like invite you guys to do an exercise right now, which is just writing those things down and really assessing how you're showing up 
or what needs to be improved in those areas? How are you connecting to people with your nonprofit? Because so many times everything is kind of all in our head and we may be doing a lot of behind the behind the scenes work. But if you're not getting out there, rather that be using technology to get out there, like on social media and things like that, or if you're more of kind of boots on the ground, networking events, connecting with other nonprofits. But ultimately, if people don't know that you exist, that's going to be a major setback. <laughs> yes. You're not helping anyone if no one you're knows who you are. You're not connecting. So coming up with a game plan and a strategy in that people aspect. And that's what your organization does as well, which is absolutely great. And to be able to do it at no cost specifically for minority women is awesome. Let's take a break right here and just let people know how you can connect, how they can connect with you. And by the way, guys, her website was created by 48 and 48. So this yeah. also gives you the opportunity to kind of get a look at their work if that's something that you've been interested in as well. Yes, they did a beautiful job. So our website is consultingcolor.org because like I said, we're a nonprofit organization. We're also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. So those are our two main platforms right now that we're running things from, but we're going to try to expand to other social media sites like TikTok and um, Snapchat and other ones when we have more events coming down the line. Um, we do have an events page on our site. So if you're interested and you're local and you want to come to one of our, our uh, community events that we have um, sponsored, we can definitely see you there. Um, I did want to add on to this that um, we recently um, got sponsored by the Solomon Northup Foundation. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book 12 Years a Slave, Solomon Northup that wrote that. Their decedents are actually um, sponsoring um, most of our community events this year. So they are partnered with us trying to help us spread our message. So we are looking forward to growing with them. That is awesome. Congratulations on that partnership. Building partnerships is huge when it comes to nonprofits. Is there any tips you would give or tell us a little bit behind the scenes of how you were able to, to connect? Uh, I would say diligence. <laughs> um, there is a lot of people, you know, just want to sweep nonprofits under the rug. But um, as long as your message is strong, you believe in your message, um, you are going to these different community events to make those connections. Because right now it's all about your network um, when you first start up. If you don't have a network, you're not going to get very far. So I definitely recommend um, reaching internally first if you have those types of connections. Um, uh, the person that I actually connected with was through um, a job event and we just randomly connected in and decided to, you know, go into this joint venture together and try to grow um, both of our initiatives. So uh, definitely uh, reach out to whoever you have in your network first and then go from there. Making yourself available. I actually was just yeah. talking about this on another podcast like making yourself available to make these connections and see how you can create some synergy and really create a win-win for each other. That kind yeah, of goes yeah. back to that people. Um, you never know. You never know who's in your circle. I had no idea that this person I even worked closely with had anything to do with Solomon Northrop. And it just turned out for the best. We both linked up and decided this was something that they could get behind. And I will tell you, I won't say the name of the nonprofit because I don't know if they want me to say that yet, but one of our nonprofits, guess how, guess what? They were able to make that same type of link with someone from NASA. 
and they partnered with NASA (laughs) and putting on a program there in the education sector. So they're putting on a program at a conference with NASA, which is amazing. They just did an event. Somebody happened to be there who was the boss of someone else. And that's how they were connected. And they were ready at that time to talk about their nonprofit, always being ready to share what you do and understanding your work so that you can present it well is huge. I will say that as well. Um, just piggybacking off of that, work on your elevator pitch because no, nobody wants to sit there and listen to a monologue, but just keep it short and sweet. Um, definitely work on that um, for these types of engagements where you never know who you'll run into. Yeah, and I would say find someone who you can tell your elevator pitch to that is not going to be like a yes man or whatever, who's really going to yeah. listen to it and give, give you the good sound advice as well, um, which again, with your company, with the business consulting is awesome because you get that opportunity um, to do your elevator pitch and things like that. I'm sure you guys go yeah. over that. with them. Yes, we do. <laughs> the final question I'm going to ask you is my favorite because I feel like one of my sayings is you can never outwork a bad mindset. So when people have accomplished some things, I know that they have some mindset tools that they use as well to kind of keep them going. For someone who's like at the beginning stages maybe and like this is just a dream or something like that, is there some type of mindset tip or specific things you do to kind of keep yourself centered and on track? I do have some affirmations that I try to put in still into myself. I try not to go overboard because I am a type of person to put 150% into something and sometimes, you know, yeah, you burn yourself out. But I definitely believe like the self-affirmations, keeping yourself going, the self-motivation, um, telling yourself it may not get done today, but it's going to get done and you're going to make it to the next step. So don't discourage yourself, even if it's not going as quickly as you think it's going to go or um, as successful as you think it's going to go, because everything's not going to go 100%. So just keep your head up and don't get discouraged when things don't go the way you think. That is good. Just giving yourself that compassion and that, you know, um, someone told me like it remind, they like to kind of give the example of like with a child. The way that we talk to ourselves sometimes is not how we would talk to anyone, let alone a child, but just giving, you know what, that's okay. You show one of the things I've been doing because I'm a big assessor of my day. Like I'm big on, cause like management and time organization is like a gift to me. So like, I'm like, sometimes I can get really tedious as to how I spent every single minute. Like, you know, wait a minute, what did I do here? But one of the things I switched over in the last couple of weeks is, cause I would always say, well, what didn't I get accomplished? Why didn't I get that accomplished? And how can I make adjustments? Which there's nothing wrong with that, but it always kept my attention on what I didn't do. So what I started to do was say, I can ask that question, but also what did I get accomplished today? What did I maybe get accomplished that maybe wasn't on the agenda, but it was important and I had to go ahead and get it done. Maybe I had to pause something because something happened with my family. And yeah, I didn't get that done, but I had to take care of this. You know, you're a mother, you're a, you know, so I'm glad that I was able to go up to the school and give him his lunchbox because he forgot it or so whatever the case may be, you know, so those mindset tips are just so important. I'm glad you shared that. Um, I would take it as a, a lesson learned. Like you don't ever fail. It's just something lesson learned. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is a lesson. Literally, every time you put yourself out there, you're like, okay, it's a lesson. How, what can, what lesson can I get out of this instead of, oh, the results 
didn't go exactly as planned. That's been, I've been hearing that come up a lot with all my clients is like not focusing on, you know, the results and not focusing on the response, but just focusing on what your step is and being in that step. What did you, what'd you learn from it? What'd you learn Even if it went totally off the the hinges, what did you learn from this? You got to learn something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, again, all of the links that Danielle just mentioned are going to be in the show notes. So you guys can click on those links and follow her, donate, um, and also be able to volunteer. Or if you can use some of these services and you're local, again, can you tell everyone where you're at? Uh, Right now we are in the Prince William County area, mostly servicing Woodbridge, Dumfries, um, and the Haymarket area. But we are totally online right now. So even if you don't live in the state or um, the area, we can still support you. Okay, awesome. That's good to know. (laughs) And for those who don't live in the state, what state is that? Because they uh, Virginia, be, Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> they might be like <laughs> Virginia, <laughs> Washington, D.C. area. Yeah, I'm geographically challenged. So I'm like, I'm <laughs> so awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, Thank you. Again, no problem. And once again, if you want to utilize that 48 and 48, this is someone who's had an amazing experience in that is totally worth it. I don't think we got a solid answer to how long the process took. I know we asked that, but did you say about how many months? Uh, so it, it's basically paced out how you were going to do it. So there's a time frame that they uh, recommend, which I believe is about two weeks. Okay. Um, that's just filling out the information. It could take longer just because um, once they get all of your information on how you want things, they have to put you into an event. So um, it could be a couple of months if your event isn't Depending skewed. To t- Got mm-hmm. it. Got yeah. It. So the paperwork itself is probably one to two weeks if you have your, your mission and all of that um, squared away, but um, it could take longer if they don't have an event lined up as quick. All right. Well, thank you so much again for sharing this information. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't listened to the podcast before this, we actually just interviewed three amazing women who are killing it in their sector. (laughs) And you are one of them. So it's just such an exciting series. So make sure you guys follow this and you'll be actually the last one in this series here. So, um, and make sure you guys follow Danielle as well on her social medias. And I will check you guys in the next one. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I absolutely appreciate you. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review. If you guys leave a review, that'll give us the opportunity to reach more individuals that are wanting to start a nonprofit or wanting to start a business. Our goal and our vision is to see minorities actually serving the community and not just being serviced by nonprofit organizations. If you are not already on our mailing list, be sure to join that at clarkandclark.org so that you can get all the updates of our new group coaching program that is starting this coming November. And remember guys, we just have a couple of days left before we are gonna close out our one-on-one coaching. So if that is something you're interested in, be sure to go ahead and reach out to me. You can reach out via email at info at clarkandclark.org or you can message me on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark. Catch you guys in the next one.